Welcome to Build an Iconic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whitehead, and this podcast is dedicated to help you build a life with zero regrets by focusing on how you have everything you need to stand up, stand out, and live life on your terms. Let's dive right in. Well, everybody, we've already gotten started. Uh, Matt, welcome to Build an Iconic Life. Um, you're somebody I've been a fan of. You're somebody I've purchased merchandise from. Um, you're somebody that also has been gracious enough to reach out to me and encourage me and support me for the messages that I'm putting out there. And so I was really, really happy. I put it out on social media. I was like, hey, anybody want to come and hop on a podcast with me that's in my uh, inner circle? And I was at, when, when you responded to that, I was like, yeah, man, I can't wait till we have this conversation because yeah. I think we have a lot of similarities. And I think that um, you've been through some stuff in life. And instead of you playing victim, at least I'm sure you did at some point of it, point of it. But instead of you being a victim, you decided to say, hey, I'm going to take full accountability for my life. And I'm going to go ahead and move on um, and become better. Do you want to tell people a little bit about who you are? what you do and some of what you've gone through? Oh man, who I am now is, is a big story. Um, that's kind of hard to nail down, but like, I think who I am now is obviously it's directly related to where I've been and what I've been through. You know, I, from, from the time I was 19 years old, I got into drugs and a lot of people do. And, and I, I don't think necessarily that my drug use was any better or any worse than anybody else. It was just part of my story. And I, uh, went down a pretty pretty deep rabbit hole and and uh and chased that rabbit down there and there was a there was a point where um you know i almost died because of some of the stuff that i was getting into and i had lost everything that i had i had lost my house foreclosure lost my kids my marriage was over and it was like this realization that if i don't change where i'm at if i don't change my direction and my path I'm either going to end up dead like a lot of my friends were or in jail like a lot of my friends were. And, and I did get in and out of jail and, and, and went through some pretty dark times, but there was a, there was a point where everything changed and I knew I had to get my shit together really. And, and it was tough. It was a tough transition because uh, birds of a feather flock together. So I left everything that I knew and thought that the transition was going to be easy for me, but really I just left everything I knew and I found it somewhere else because that was what I knew how to do. It, it, it took some pretty, it took some pretty disciplined times to get to a point where I actively sought out different people to hang around with and sought out different things to listen to and read and all the information that we feed our minds. And I think all that stuff led up to who I am now. And so like, you know, like I said, I lost my family. I lost my job. I lost at a very lucrative construction business, uh, marriage, it all went away. And as the, as the tide turns, now I've got, one of the strongest marriages I could ever wish for a uh, beautiful relationship with my kids, uh, very spiritual. 
um, an amazing career, day job that I love doing. And I wouldn't have had any of that without all the bullshit of the past. I get it, man. I am. Um, I think the beginning of last year, I can't even remember now. I've done it so many times, but um, I went down to one of my friend Tom's events and he asked me to speak and um, it just overcame me. And I said, it's not the lifestyle that I live that I always wanted. It's not the cars and the house and all the toys. Um, I'm grateful for that. But the only thing I'm really proud about is I've never quit on me. Yeah. Because I, if left up to me, I would have. That's all I can actually kind of say. Yeah. Um, but somehow God is real. Yeah. Even when I don't understand who God is or what God is, and I don't, I don't even care to argue about it. I, I'm willing to listen to just about anyone talk about it unless it crosses core values of mine. And then it's like, right. I don't want to listen to you. But all along the way, when I started making a decision to be a better person, somehow people in situations were put in my life and there was usually a decision tree. I can go left, which is old Chris decision mode, or I can go right, which is new Chris decision mode. And when I, and I haven't always taken the correct road, but when I take the correct road, it's reinforced with another opportunity that gives me another decision tree. And I just started realizing it's as simple as that. Where it gets difficult is when I get back into my mentality that's old Chris and I'm yeah. trying to solve a new problem. And, and that's kind of like putting new wine in an old skin. We know that that's going to burst the skin kind of thing. So I, I, I'm grateful for it. It's why I surround myself with people that are just like you, because, you know, I'm not looking for someone that can solve all my problems. I'm looking for people that won't lie. I'm looking yeah. for people that will tell their truth because, and, and then be okay that I tell mine. Like, <laughs> uh, I know we live in a world where that's not fair. Um, yeah. You ended up building because you, so everybody, um, Matt's in the construction industry and um, he's actually out in California right now. He doesn't live there. Um, probably like a lot of construction people, he has to go to where the work is sometimes and be away from family. Um, and he's doing some really, really big stuff. In the process of doing that, he also created a really large community. Um, and, and at the time, it was around something called blue collar gear. And that was apparel. And I bought some of it. It's really cool. Um, because I own a construction company and because we were, you know, affiliated with one another, I was like, I got to support my man. Yeah. Um, you've let the, you've let the apparel kind of go, but the community is still there. Yeah. And now you have a business that you're creating that's called leaders of influence. Yeah. And you have a very similar mission to what I have inside of iconic. And, you know, our mission statement is we make leaders, not followers. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I never and I bet you feel this way too. I might have had some of the worst self-image on the planet, but I'll tell you one fucking thing. I never wanted to follow somebody. Not for long. Yeah. There's something inside of me that says I'm here to improve what I'm learning, not, not just get behind something. And I believe our country is truly as strong as it is because leaders of influence decided to stand up and be leaders. So you and I have a very heartfelt um, mission behind us, which is we know that it can't stop with us. We know that we have to encourage the next generation. Tell me how you made this transition from blue collar into leaders of influence, because you also wrote a best-selling book, which we can get into as well. Yeah. So it was about two years ago that 
you know, I, like you said, I've been on the road. I do construction for, for a long time. I've, I've traveled where the work is exactly like you said. And a lot of times that took me away from my family and my kids and, and it's, it's been a struggle. And so about two years ago, I talked to my wife, Lindsay, and I said, I, I think I want to start an apparel brand. I didn't really know where it was going to go. I didn't know anything about it, <laughs> but in this, you know, full vulnerability here, I thought in the back of my head, I'm going to start a apparel brand. I'm going to sell 5 million shirts and I'm going to get rich and I'm going to quit my job and all this other bullshit. And then, you know, like you said, you supported and, and there was a few people there at the beginning that supported and bought, but I just never got fulfillment out of selling t-shirts. And it, and I, and I never understood why I'm like, I'm selling shirts. Why, why isn't this going where I want it to go in my heart? But in the background, that brand, even though the shirts were over here, what was building up was that community. And, and, and so my fulfillment was a hundred percent coming from that community and other people that like yourself and like millions of others that, that are out away from their family and they, they're sacrificing, they're supporting, they're going through dark times out by themselves because we're in this world where we've got to be tough and we've got to be, uh, we've got to be everything that we're supposed to be. And so this community is building in the background and that became my focus. And so in the meantime, I just, I pretty well just quit with the apparel because it just wasn't, it wasn't my heart. And, and I struck, I even struggled with that internally for a little while. I was like, am I, am I just quitting? I don't want to be a quitter, blah, 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 blah. It was like, no, it's just, I'm not quitting. It's just not where my heart is. And so that, that community that was building up in the background, you know, it, <laughs> we, we live in a world where so many people don't know how to lead. They don't know how to lead their family. They don't know how to lead their careers. They don't know how to lead their children. And most of all, they don't know how to lead their self. Mm. And, and, and I can say that because I've, I've been that guy. Me too. And so in the background, while this community is building, you know, you start connecting with a person here and a person there, and you start having really, really deep conversations and understanding that, if, if you're having one of those conversations that somehow changes the trajectory of someone's life, maybe you're onto something. It's not yeah. about, the, it's not about the t-shirts. It's not about all that bullshit. And really, I mean, it's not even about the money. It is about your finding fulfillment in changing the trajectory of someone's life and, and making them a better person. And then you can stand off to the side and, see them leading their family in a better way, see them leading their wife or, or their kids or whatever it may be. That's, that's fulfillment to me. And, and that's, so that's where this whole leaders of influence came from. You know, it was those core group of people that I connected with and started having some really deep conversations with. And it's, and it's starting to grow, you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the word spreads, you know, from there to here and people will start asking questions. How do I get in and what's it about? Tell me about it. And, uh, 
So I'm really excited for the, where that's going and, and how it's going so far. That's good. So what is the idea behind that closed group, Leaders of Influence? What What is it that you are starting to have conversations about with people inside of there? We, there, there are four. We, you know, everybody has different versions of it, but but inside that group, we call it the four pillars. Okay. We we focus on um, health, wealth, love, and fulfillment. And you know, your your physical body um, is obviously the most important thing, and the first thing that you can control the things that you feed it the things that you input into your mind. And when you start to control your body, you, you develop more confidence, you develop more, more self, everything. That's the start of becoming a better leader. Wealth, we're building up different relationships, teaching people how to, how to utilize social media, how to utilize their skills to, to advance their careers. Um, love is the relationships. And, you know, our, all of our relationships are, not just intimate it's just like you and i i mean this is a relationship we built up over the last year and a half that's led to this moment in time mm -hmm. um and then the fulfillment side i'm a very spiritual person um before we before we have our weekly call there's a, we always open in prayer um it's just uh finding fulfillment in the in the little things and the joy so do you do you invest time with your wife praying? Absolutely. What do you think the benefit is? Uh, for one, it's the connection and and the, the security that it gives her, right? Um, we went a couple weeks ago to uh, a weekend marriage retreat um, called Weekend to Remember. If, if anybody ever gets a chance to do that, it's phenomenal. I encourage you to do that. But one of the things that they said is if you're not praying for your spouse, who is? Yeah, you know, you're opening the door for all kinds of things to get into your relationship. If you're not making that connection, if you're not bringing God into your marriage, if you're not bringing God into your relationship, who, wherever it is, you're you're just leaving the door open. Pretty damn powerful, man. I think the other part that at least for Robin and I, um, I think that energies mesh, you know, we're all just particles. We're all just little pieces of energy. And I think the more investment that we have meshing that energy into singularity of purpose, the more we become one. And I don't know about you, man, and I'm not trying to be too woo woo or anything, but things have happened to Robin physically and I feel them. And I don't know that that until later I'm talking to her and she's like, oh yeah, this happened or yo, yeah. I'm, oh, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I think our circadian rhythms are a hundred percent tacked in. Cause I feel like throwing up right now and nothing was wrong with me 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And, uh, and so I believe it to be real. I also have noticed, um, moods like sometimes I'll be flying high or she'll be flying high and one of the other, and one of us speaks what the other is feeling without knowing it. And we think it's our feelings. Um, I think prayer is one of those things that allows us to align. Um, even if we're angry with one another, it's one of the ways that we can have a conversation with our higher, higher power and do it so vulnerable. Like I'm telling you, man, when you're pissed off at your significant other, yet you're talking to God with honesty, that is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. 
<laughs> but it's necessary. Um, and I'm not telling people which religion to choose. That's your choice. I'm just here to say I, I believe it's important as a couple to have some of these religious activities. And I mean religious, meaning consistent. Yeah. Having some of these go-tos that create stability because leaders do that for the people that are with them. Yes. Um, it's not based upon how I feel. I don't do what I do based upon how I feel. If I did that, you and I definitely would not be talking right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. My whole, my whole growing up was learning that I can't do that all the time. Yeah. You, you wrote a book, um, the war within Yeah. best-selling author, by the way, congratulations. Thank you. What, um, want to tell everybody a little bit about the book without spoiling the whole thing. Um, well, so like, I, I mean, I opened with you and I kind of got into it a little bit, you know, I, I grew up in addiction. Um, it, it took over my, my life and my marriage and my kids and, and basically destroyed everything that I had, you know, spent the first half of my life building up. And, uh, and then there was a turning point and where I started realizing that I had to get my shit together. And, and so the book kind of profiles that it, it kind of goes into a little more detail about my beginnings and, and where I came from and some of the trauma that might have led into that. Um, and there is a little bit of a spin at the beginning of the book, too, that I've, I've gotten a lot of comments on. But it profiles that, but it also goes in and gives some actionable items because it's I, I wanted to add value. And I wanted to do more than just tell my story. And so I, throughout the book, once we get into it, there's actionable items that people can take that were, you know, it's kind of a basic level thing of what I was trying to do with myself was becoming more self-aware and holding myself accountable for the things that I was doing and understanding my role in every part of my life. And, and so I think it was good because, uh, those actionable steps help anybody relate to it, whether they've been through addiction, whether they've loved someone in addiction, whether they've heard about addiction, whatever it is. And it's not just addiction. It's just actionable items that anybody can take to, to help move themselves through whatever challenges they may be going through in life. We'll put a, uh, we'll make sure we put a link for that. Um, down below the episode so people can check it out on Amazon. It's an inexpensive book. Um, not finished with it yet, but I've started reading it. And um, yeah, it's everything you just said that it is. And it's good. And it comes from somebody that is being authentic. Um, and in today's world, uh, I, I wouldn't say that it's hard to find, but it's really hard to find people that are willing to be real. And I think the world is craving for it now. And it falls right back into leaders of influence like... Um, you know, another thing that leaders of influence is really all about is this idea of building core values. And I know you've talked about self-awareness. I, I know you talked about creating more leaders, but, and people on my show are not going to be at all surprised about the word core values being brought up because I literally talk about it every day. What yeah. does it mean to you? And what does it mean inside of this organization? Why, why do you feel that it's so important to talk about those things? Oh my gosh, if, if you don't have core values, you don't have guide rails to keep you in line. And, and, you know, you, 
EMTs, firemen, police, anything like that, that focus on, you know, emergencies. The whole idea behind the training is to control the chaos, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for me, that's what core values is. Because if you don't, if you don't have core values, if you don't have the training, when there's an emergency, the first thing you do is you fall back to your lowest level of training. And if you don't have guide rails in there, I call them guide rails, core values, whatever. If you don't have that in there, you're just shooting from the hip. There's, there's no intentionality. There's no, there's no anything to say, I need to be going this direction. And so when there's an emergency or when there's a decision to be made or when I'm pissed off and I don't know what to do, Mm -hmm. I'm just shooting from the hip. I have nothing to, to guide me and direct me. The, um, the idea that we, we fall to the level of our standards, not our, not our goals. Uh, during trauma and especially those of us that push the envelope a little bit and being an entrepreneur will definitely push the envelope a little bit. Uh, It's really important to remember that you can build an entire foundation uh, on sand and that storm will rip it all down. And the storm is you. The storm is not anything happening outside of you. So core values becomes this foundational piece. And what's so funny growing up, Matt, I remember sitting at the table with dad one time. Um, I love these. It, it was, it was me, dad, Clark and Robbie. My brothers are minimum 10 years younger than me and my stepmom. And dad's trying to run a meeting, a family meeting, and we're doing it by Robert's rules of order. And that's probably something that only you and I even have heard of, but it's like, you're not allowed to talk yet. You did it. Did, and we're going through this process and nobody was willing to do it. No, you know, you have a four-year-old there too, by the way, um, right. but nobody's willing to do it. And when I was growing up in business, um, you know, as far as an entrepreneur, nobody teaches you anything. You just have to go learn it. I thought vision statement and core value, mission statement and vision and core values, like, yeah, people throw it on the wall, but then they just go do whatever the hell they want to do. Anyway, and we're all just here to make a lot of money. I didn't realize that core values are the foundation and it's the bedrock that you're setting it in as well. And for us, whether it's family or business, and we work really hard at this, and I mean really hard for for not the result that everybody thinks, like we put in 90 and might get 10 back. That's how hard we work at it. Yeah. But the cool thing about core values is instead of us getting into arguments as employer, employee, family member to family member with one another, we just simply ask, are we in alignment with our agreed upon core values? And what I'm finding is that we're overcoming challenges quicker for growth, whether in our family or in our business, because of those core values and the ability not to point fingers at one another, but instead to point to something that we truly believe in together. Yeah. You find that as well in your family, as well as in work. Absolutely. And, And I think it's, it's more important in the family. You know, we actually, a couple of weeks ago inside the group, we had a call and core values was the topic. And it was, it was based around this idea that when you, you know, you start a business, you've got a business plan, 
you write your mission statement, you write your purpose statement, you have your core values, and that's just part of starting a business. But not many people take the time or the or the direction to to have a set of core values for their family or for their self or their or for their life. Yeah. And and I think that's that's goes back to what you say. There's it adds alignment. And and so many people don't do that. They they don't think it's necessary. But well, I'll tell you for me, man, I spent 20 years working over on assignment. Meaning, um, hey, we're here to make a lot of money. You come stand in this ditch, hold this thing. I don't have time to teach you because we got to get money by Friday, everybody, because otherwise you don't get paid. I got to get payroll. So you stand there, you hold the shovel. I'm going to stand in the ditch and use the shovel. You over here tell us if that guy's coming to inspect the thing because we don't want him to see the hole. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I realized when I started implementing core values, I was able to accomplish in two years what I couldn't do in 20. That's right. After about 150 plus employees. That's, that's how much misery I put myself through focusing on assignment. So what we call it now is alignment is greater than assignment. And, yeah. um, I went around preaching that so much that Robin made a shirt and gave it to me for Christmas last year. Yeah. <laughs> it really is that important to me. And, um, I wish I'd have pulled my head out of the sand a lot earlier. Um, but uh, everything happens when it's supposed to. And what it has allowed me to do though, is, like I get to know you before I ever get to know you because right. of my core values. They speak, they speak to one another because until you can't fake that stuff for very long. Right. And, um, and I'm somebody that, uh, I would always give people way too much benefit of the doubt because truthfully I wanted to be given way too much benefit of the doubt. And those values has allowed me not to be judgmental, but to choose yeah. what is and what is not appropriate for the goals that we're here to accomplish. I don't know. You and I both have a little bit of gray hair, bro. <laughs> well, I've got a house full of daughters and that's, I'm, that's where I'm going to contribute it to. But yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to contribute it to being 50, but uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm supremely aware that I'm not going to be here forever. Right. Yeah. And so now this idea of, Hey, and I've thought this way since I was early thirties, but what, what am I, why am I here? Why am I breathing? What's my purpose? And I think that's part of what you were talking about earlier is this idea of finding fulfillment Yeah, as one of your pillars. I believe that's really, really strongly tied to having a purpose that is greater than yourself. What, what would you say your purpose is? That's, <laughs> that's tough. You know, like, before we started recording and, and you said something about what, not sure what you do. And I said, man, from day to day, I'm not sure what I do. My purpose, my purpose is to love first and foremost, whether it's to love myself, to love my family and to teach them to love. Um, I don't know. You know, there's a, there's, there's this parable that I've heard for a long time about the, the lighthouse and the tugboat. Have you heard that one? Yeah. Please tell everybody though. Yeah. So it, it basically boils down to, to two modes of life. You know, there's, there's the tugboat way and the lighthouse way, and both of which have the same purpose. It's to, 
It's to bring the ships into harbor as safely as possible, but they do it two totally different ways. You know, the tugboat will go out into the out into the water and hook onto the ship and push and pull and force and and the lighthouse just stands there. The lighthouse just illuminates everything in its path. It shows where the rocks are. It shows where the low tides are. And it just does its thing. And it doesn't go out into the harbor and try to save other ships because that would sacrifice all the other ships. It just is. And it just shines its light. And and so that has had such a such an impact on my life. And and my wife will tell you. That is my goal. That is my purpose. Is to be that lighthouse. To, to shine the light, to show others that there's going to be rocks along the way, there's going to be low tides, but you're still going to make it in harbor and you're still going to be safe. You're still going to get there. You know, I remember having kids. I remember when the first one came. I remember going, oh God, I have no idea, like no idea what I'm doing. And I said, I'm going to break it. I know me. Like I, 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 I tug wrenches too hard and, and rip heads off of screws and bolts and all sorts of stuff. I'm going to break it. Well, I look back at all the stupid shit I've done in my life and how much I didn't break like permanently. Uh, we're pretty strong. We're pretty resilient. And the truth is, is that those of us that have not stopped continuing, no matter how fast or how slow to get to the result, because that's your own race. It has nothing to do with somebody else. And I think you lose the moment you start comparing anyway. Um, But the ability to encourage other people to keep getting up the next day, to keep striving to find more of their purpose, to keep striving to go do senseless random acts of kindness and senseless acts of beauty just for the reason that you can do it and the ability to live in a space where you put out enough energy, radiant energy like a lighthouse to be an attractant. Brother, it's one of the most beautiful things on earth because it's turning somebody who is selfish, which is what the world tries to teach us to be, yeah. into becoming more selfless and we as a species will survive best and thrive, maybe not survive, thrive as we start to learn to live in harmony. And you're one of the examples of that, man. And um, I really recommend everybody read your book. I also recommend that um, your group is a free group to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Where, so where can they find that? There's, there's a couple different groups. Um, obviously, the blue collar, it's changed from blue collar gear over to blue collar world um, just because I've gotten away from the apparel side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, These are on Facebook. These are on Facebook, yeah. Um, everybody has Facebook. I've found that to just be the easiest and most reliable. Yep. Uh, so they're blue collar world. Um, there's also another group, another free group called uh, My Comeback Story. And it's, it's grown exponentially to um, a lot of people in there. I, everybody has a story. It's not just drugs. It's not just alcohol. It could be toxic relationships. It could be trauma from the past, whatever. But everybody has a story. And so everybody supports and encourages and and gives guidance in there. And it's, it's a, yeah, it's an amazing place. And then, and then, of course, the leaders of influence. That's a little more in-depth. It's a little more deep dive, deep discussions, real, real life stuff. There's weekly calls. There's 
weekly challenges. There's uh, um, kind of there's quarterly check-ins. It's I love it. I love it. If um, if people also wanted to connect with you personally, what's the best way for them to do it to see what you're putting out there? You put some amazing content out online, man. The easiest way is just search for me on Facebook. I've got Instagram. I've got all the stuff, but Facebook is, it's again, it's the most reliable. Um, that's where 90% of the content goes out. Well, brother, it was really good having you on. I appreciate it. Um, as you continue to grow this movement, I'd love to have you back on and talk about what some of the benefits are of what you guys are doing inside of there, because I, I really, I'm telling you, I've been following you now for a while and I've seen your evolution and your growth. And you're one of the, like the sleeper, you're one of the quiet guys, kind of just behind the scenes, just making it all happen. And um, there's a lot of thought that goes into the content that you make. There's a lot of thought into how you personally respond to people. I know because you've responded to me and encouraged me and I really appreciate it. And um, I just want to make sure that I continue to do the same and I can draw as many people to look at your message. Because here's the beautiful thing. You and I do the exact same thing for money. Not just construction, but also uh, iconic and and leaders of influence are the same thing. But at the top, people collaborate; they don't compete. There's no need for that competition because there are more than enough people that need the help. And um, I'm somebody that's honored to be a part of what you're doing, and I'm going to be inside your group helping you out anyway a little bit. And um, I really do respect the amount of uh, effort you're giving uh, the world right now. So thank you. Having, the, having those words come from you is is humbling. I, means more to me than you know. Yeah. I appreciate you, man. If there's anything I can do, you know you can reach out to me. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you in the trenches. Take care. Hey, friend. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, Please leave a review and subscribe to catch future casts. If you really enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it so others can benefit from it as well. I'll see you in the trenches.